There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. That's from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. The wise teacher observed that there was a time for everything. We often refer to this as maybe the seasons of life or even the rhythm of life. Last year, my wife and I fulfilled a lifelong dream and we purchased a house out in the country. We now live in a small village in South Lanarkshire of around 850 people. The entire village is about three miles in circumference. We're surrounded by farms, raising animals, primarily sheep, although there are some cattle and there have been quite a few horses in the fields this summer. I've discovered that the rhythm of living in this area is vastly different from what it was living in Glasgow or Clyde Bank or East Kilbride, which are all in the Glasgow area. When we lived in Glasgow, uh, there was a bus stop just down from our four in a block. Every morning around six o'clock, we could hear the buses starting up and pulling out from the bus stop. The rhythm of city life. In the late 1980s, we had one of those freak snowstorms that hit us overnight. Uh, there had been no warning that snow was about to hit. And as a result, when we awoke, there was around 12 inches of snow on the ground. And that included snow on the road. But what woke us up that morning was the silence. The buses weren't able to run, nor had the streets been touched by the plows or gritters. So no vehicles were able to move along one of the major thoroughfares in the south of Glasgow. The rhythm of life had been disrupted. In many ways, living in the city, the rhythm of life was dependent on whether the schools were in session or not. If school was in, there was quite a bit of traffic in the morning, which required extra time if you were traveling at that time. When schools were out, of course, the traffic was lighter. The schools and holiday time, in many ways, control the rhythm of life in towns and cities. Now, I've discovered it's different out in the countryside. For one thing, traffic is almost non-existent, especially in comparison to what you find in towns and cities. This means it is very quiet. In the summers during the day, you can hear children playing outside, but there's not the usual traffic noise. And even when holidays are over and school is back in session, there isn't much traffic. It's just a totally different rhythm of life. Since moving to the village where we live, we've been living on a building site. Uh, our house is in a new small housing estate that a local builder has developed over the last few years. Being on an active building site means that there is another rhythm of life. By 8 o'clock each morning, you hear the workmen arriving and the machinery starting up. And this continues each day until at least 4 o'clock. And sometimes days it goes on even later as they're trying to complete the house building. There's only one house left 
on our street that still needs any exterior work. Two more being built on the street behind us. But the wise teacher there in Ecclesiastes talked about this differing rhythm of life in this way. He said, there's a time to be born and a time to die. There's a time to plant and a time to uproot. There's a time to kill and a time to heal. There's a time to tear down and a time to build up. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. One thing that we've noticed driving and walking among the farms in our area each day is how what goes on in the fields depends on the season. In the spring, we looked and looked, and finally the fields were teeming with snow-white lambs frolicking about. After being away for several weeks in May, when we, when we returned, we saw that many of the fields now contained horses, and there are quite a number of them. Uh, there were a few horses in some small paddocks through the winter, but there weren't that many. But there were, in fact, there were about a half a dozen in a couple of small paddocks. But now there are a dozen and a half at least in one field and about a dozen in another field. I've since learned that that's normal practice during the summer, to move the horses into pastures and to let them eat grass there. And some, it does appear some horses have been brought in, as evidenced by the horse trailers that are parked at one farm in the paddock where horses are kept through the winter. We've also noticed the grass growing in the fields and how the sheep are rotated from field to field, some being left to mow and then some being left uh, to, to mow and then bale, bale for hay to keep the animals through the winter. Of course, if you think about it, there are, there are also seasons to the year. We're coming to the end of summer in Scotland. The nights are getting a bit cooler. The days are not as warm. Not that we get as warm as other areas of the UK do. But soon trees will begin to turn and there, there will be a crispness in the air. We will need to once again turn heat on in our homes. And we're already noticing it getting darker earlier and the sun coming up in the morning later than it was a month ago. Of course, by mid-November or the beginning of December, most of the leaves are off the trees, and everything begins to look a bit more dismal, not like the beautiful lush green of summer, nor their multicolored autumn. With winter comes colder temperatures, and, at least in my opinion, if we're lucky, Snow. Now, I really enjoy cold weather and snow. Whereas in the summer, you spent time outside traveling and visiting and busying yourself with many outdoor projects. In the winter, it tends to be a time to wind down and draw in. 
while it always seems to be a, a very long winter, then it all starts over again in the spring, doesn't it? With the leaves beginning to appear, the days getting longer and warmer, and life returning to the earth. Once again, we see the rhythm of life. The wise teacher in Ecclesiastes talks about another rhythm of life at the end of the book. We find this in chapter 12. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come, and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them, before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark and the clouds return after the rain, when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men stoop, when the grinders cease because they are few and those looking through the windows grow dim, when the doors to the streets are closed and the sound of the grinding fades, when people rise up at the sound of birds, but all their songs grow faint, when people are afraid of heights and have danger in the streets, when the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags itself along and desire no longer is stirred. Then people go to their eternal home and mourners go about the streets. Remember him. Before the silver cord is severed and the golden bowl is broken, before the pitcher is shattered at the spring and the wheel broken at the well and the dust returns to the ground it came from and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Now you may well be asking, what was he talking about? But think about it. He's using various physical descriptions that talk about getting old. Before the sunlight, moon and stars grow dark and clouds return, seems to be referring maybe even to our capacity for joy and happiness, light as opposed to darkness. That may be the idea there. When the keepers of the house tremble and strong men stoop, that's talking about our hands and arms and legs, which grow weaker as we grow older. Before the grinders cease because they're few, it's before we lose our teeth, isn't it? Which was a very real problem in times past, and even in years not too long ago. Before those who look through the windows are dimmed, it's before we lose our eyesight. Before the doors of the streets are closed, the sound of the, of the sound of the grinding ceases. That's a loss of hearing. Before birds wake up, wake us up, but their songs grow faint. Again, that may be talking about uh, hearing, or maybe when our voices become faint, but it could be talking about the inability to get a full night's sleep because every little sound wakes us up. Before we become afraid of heights or afraid of what we hear going on in the streets, and this frequently happens to those who are older. Before the almond tree blossoms, the almond trees blossom white. So it seems to be referring to our hair going, going white. Before our mobility becomes difficult, like a grasshopper dragging itself along. Before desire no longer is stirred. And the reason why these things are affecting us is that we're getting ready to go to our eternal home. And the mourners will take to the streets mourning our death. There is no chance of reversing all of these and becoming youth, youthful again. 
What's the writer's point here? Well, the point is simple. We need to remember God and decide to follow Him when we're young. Before life gets away from us, before we know it, and we're at the end. Before the silver cord is snapped and the golden bowl is broken, the golden bowl, possibly the idea is containing oil for a lamp, seems to be suspended by a silver cord. That's an ancient symbol of life. As well as the next one, before the pitcher's shattered at the fountain well and the water wheel is broken at the cistern. That's a symbol of life. We need to remember God before our bodies return to dust and our spirit returns to God who gave it. If death is all there is to look forward to, then this life is useless. It's worthless. It's utterly meaningless, which is a theme that runs through Ecclesiastes. But there's more to life than just the years we get and then nothingness. Because, you see, we have eternity ahead of us after this life. Jesus came to bring us hope, the hope of eternal life, so that we can be ready for the end of life. The book of Ecclesiastes is the search of one wise man to discover if there is meaning in life. Throughout this book, he examines everything at his disposal to find if these brought meaning to his life. And sadly for him, after each examination, he discovered that if this was all there was to life, then it was meaningless. After examining everything he could, he reaches his conclusion. The conclusion is in the very last couple of verses. Verse 13 of chapter 12. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. This is what life is all about. It's not about amassing a fortune or being recognized or anything else that we might work towards in our lives. It's really much simpler than this. Life is about serving God and obeying Him. This is what completes our lives. Why? Because then we are ready for eternity. See, our lives have a rhythm to them, as well as the world around us. Think about it. Spring is the time of new life. That's the equivalent to the time of young life, when a child is born and begins to grow. In the summer, we're at our peak, the prime of our life. That was when we were embarking on our careers and having children and gaining the experience of life. In the autumn of our lives, we begin to realize that we're getting older, but there's still much beauty in life. As you can see from what I look like, I'm not young, at least not as young as I once was. I don't feel old, but I realize I'm getting there. My beard has turned white. My body doesn't have the endurance it once had. There are things I really can no longer do. But there's still so much beauty in life. Spending time with grandchildren. 
enjoying quiet evenings with friends, and for me, teaching others God's word. But winter is coming, and with it will come the end of our lives on the earth. So the question for us to consider is this, what are we doing with our lives? Are we influencing others to live for Jesus? Are we preparing for eternity so that we will be with Jesus? Are we living so that we have an eternity to look forward to? That is definitely something to think about.